0: Hello, and welcome. Greetings and salutations. I'm Bartleby Nehi. And I'm Artemis Nehi. And wow, Artemis, I really like your enthusiasm this week. Well, Bartleby, I've actually been looking forward to today's episode. Me too. This is probably going to be our best one yet. Indeed. For we are the Kinetic Paranormal Society. A pair of socks in a magic wardrobe traveling through time and space investigating the supernatural. You're listening to Metacosmos. Artemis, I'm so excited. You, you're actually ready to do the show. You're, like, enthusiastic. Well, of course, because, as we talked about, this is going to be my economics episode, the one we've been building up towards. Uh, well, I know you put that on the calendar,
1: but I don't know if you noticed, but I changed the calendar. We're going to do a completely
0: different show. I had a totally different idea. And I knew you would say that. You did? Yes. That's why I changed the calendar after you changed the calendar. Back to economics? No, 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 no. I brought in a guest. I've been telling you. We're going to stop having guests so I can get some time off. Wait, what? Leslie. Leslie Costello's here. Wait, wait. Oh. Hi, hi, Leslie.
1: Hi, hi, Bartleby. I didn't didn't realize we had, like, another corner in this room. Like, I thought there were, like, only four. Oh, there's more than four. Uh, Okay. So anyways, hi. Wow, I didn't see you there. I've been hiding in the, the odd corner. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's novel. Very cool.
1: Is, is that like a nickname for Humboldt County? I think it is. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, actually, well, since you two seem to be hitting it off already, I'm, I'm gonna go. You're not gonna be in this one? No, no. I'm, I'm taking taking the day off. But it's our show. We have Leslie here. ta Oh, okay.
1: Um. Yeah. So, hey, Leslie, how you doing? Doing
2: good. It's a it's a fine day in Humboldt County, and um, enjoying the opportunity to be here and chat with you. That's
1: awesome. Um, what are you up to today?
2: Well, um, other than being here on the show, I am. I have some rehearsals, and I have a meeting about a dance project, and I have an aerial class I'm teaching. Um, Man, that you
1: know. is so cool. I'm so glad I asked that question. Like your answer is very like it just summarizes everything about like your life in one. In one sweet moment. You're rehearsing what?
2: Um, well, tonight I'm rehearsing with an aerial group for the Outer Fringe Festival that's going to happen in, in October.
1: Aerial silks. Like you dangle yourself from the ceiling and wrap yourself in fabric and then suddenly you're an acrobat.
2: Exactly. I just kind of fall through the air and I'm caught in various precarious positions. It's a pretty
1: graceful fall. According to Buzz Lightyear, he would say you were flying. I I try. I try. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good stuff. And you said you're doing it for the Fringe Festival, right?
2: Yeah, the Outer Fringe Festival is something that North Coast Repertory Theater is putting on. And it's a celebration of experimental performance. Um, There's going to be—I hear you may even be making an appearance.
1: Yeah, we're going to do an episode of Metacosmos live for the Fringe Festival. That's a little preview for everyone out there. It's going to be awesome. So, um, yeah, so you got dance rehearsals, you got spalling from fabrics rehearsal, or flying from fabric rehearsal, and fringe fest, that's a lot of, like, a lot of alliterated F words. Yeah, so a lot's going on, and, um, but, but more importantly, I hear you got some questions for Metacosmos.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I do. It's something well, as is I don't know if you know, but I've studied contact improvisation for a long time and you know, I have a very busy life. So I through kind of the the confluence of these different worlds, I think a lot about time and spaciousness around time, how to expand the way we perceive and experience time to to inhabit ourselves and our relationships better and to also um Maybe get more done. We don't know. That's that's a question. You want to get
1: more done with your time? Like, like phrase it, phrase it a couple more times. I want to, I want to hear this question again. There might be three or four questions there. Okay, okay. So, so you know, you can also feel free to pick one. So it's just start starting, just basically on the premise of how do we get more done with our time?
2: How do we get more done with our time? Okay. Um, how how are we more effective in what we're doing in time? Uh, How do we have a more dynamic experience of time that creates a sense of spaciousness for the possibilities of undefined experiences?
1: Undefined. Okay. I have some theories already. Okay. Okay. Like, I think we're already getting more experiences out of our time than we realize through disassociation. So, like, we're multi-layered experiences. And some of them you don't want. You're just associating because some of the things that you might, like, remember from your childhood might not be what you want to experience in the moment in this time. So, you're like, oh, let me not experience that. And so, good, good idea not to. But then there's layers that, like, if you're less afraid of doing, like, you know, shadow work and stuff like that where you, like, own up to some of your own, like, maybe not the best thoughts where you're, like, then address them And then find out on the other side of that is a good sense of humor. I don't know. Like maybe something like that exists. So you'd be laughing more while you're like practicing. Like if you're doing something and you're also chuckling to yourself at all the funny parts about it and making jokes, that's like making jokes is definitely a way to get more out of your time, right? (laughs) I like
2: that proposition. I mean, I also think maybe there's something about the senses or how we use the senses in... To, to maybe even, uh, like, res- not resolve disassociativeness, but to kind of tether our bodies back into... Reassociate. Reassociate.
1: Yeah. I think reassociation might be the really the, the, the trick of it. Because if you can both start from what your, you're disassociating and re- reassociate it, but I think it's kind of like when you're, like, looking in a room and you focus on one thing like you're looking at that thing, but then sometimes you can kind of relax and let your eyes look at the whole room at once, kind of like the way that like like the, uh, the grazing animals do, and just kind of take in the whole environment. And that would kind of like be a way of being like centered and seeing all the aspects of yourself going over the entire associations all at once and kind of just experiencing it rather than like, focusing in on one aspect of it and then you can get more out of it but then you don't get any of the focuses out of it you can't actually go back through and say oh this part this maybe, maybe you can i don't know
2: right or the capacity to
1: to kind of hold both right i, I don't I know but, yeah, like, No, right. you have to hold many you have <laughs> yeah, to hold many, both and many. like yeah. like <laughs> while you're experiencing one thing you're making breakfast right So you're going to have all the associations with the food, your history with the food, what makes you like this particular dish and cook it this way. All that's happening while you're with the food. And then, like, I think this is a cool thing to do. Like, you, like, say a little prayer about your food and say a little thank you. Because you're like, look at that egg. You never even thought to hatch. That's so nice of you to come into this world just to feed me. Thank you, little egg. And you might go through that association. So gratitude, a layer of, like, giving thanks to all the world's little gifts to you as you experience them would be another layer besides making jokes that you could add to your any moment. You can make jokes while you make breakfast and, like, give thanks and have a little prayer in your heart while you make breakfast. And and you might be thinking about your day, and you also might have, like, an association with, like, your ancestors and every time they ever made breakfast.
2: You could. You could. You could also be kind of thinking about how your food or... Will nourish you and nourish you know oh, the, totally, the things you're going to totally. do in the day. You could also just be you know right like thinking about um, how you're feeling you know just no, or noticing something in your body right like like um, you know maybe you're cooking breakfast but your attention's on your hip and oh, yeah. you know and of course you know the food's going to create a relationship with your sense of your body and your hip and you know and so maybe through that. The layer of like reassociating you also like create more interconnectedness of ideas, which creates uh, maybe a deeper sense of time versus more time or just a sense of. And that's going
1: to affect your posture. Yes. And then suddenly your breath is involved and your posture (laughs) and all of these things are coming together. And suddenly I'm getting the suspicion, Leslie, that you're already pretty good at reassociating your time to get. A good amount out of it.
0: Uh, You're having (laughs) a
1: pretty busy day today, and I think a lot of people (laughs) out there would be jealous if they could accomplish in a single Sunday what (laughs) you're attempting to do. Um, So perhaps you're an expert on this topic and didn't realize it.
2: (laughs) Sometimes maybe the things that we are good at are things that we also question the most or, you know, or like through the questioning, uh, we try to try to develop more skills or more sense of attending to them. You're like, can I get
1: more done in this day? (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to, what am I not doing? I'm already not, I'm already going on a, on a, on a program to talk about this, this art form that I'm good at just as much as I fall from fabric fly. Excuse me. And, um, and here you are all simultaneously uh, going to do a, a choreographing, uh, planning, rehearsing, like all. In, like, this is, um, I'm impressed. I wish I could say that any of my days, well, no, a lot of, my, my days are pretty crazy. I've got to be honest, I'm a sock that, in, in, in these drawers. Anyways, but no, that aside, um, what do you think really helps you? Mm-hmm. Uh, turn your time into this like origami kind of accordion experience that you've created uh, do you have any any tips you want to share to everyone out there oh
2: gosh let's see well i think um like love for being alive
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the is, gratitude is, one one of
2: the things that really helps like just a sense of Sometimes my brother once was like, you're like a kid in a candy store. You know, but just the sense of like, ah, like the immensity of the universe and all of the the wonder and the care. And like people are a big part of that, Uh, all kinds of people. You know, just connecting with um, like having connections with people who also care deeply about their lives um, kind of nourishes that sense of time. That's a good friend
1: filter you're using. A good what? Friend filter. Let oh. me have people in my life who care about their lives as much as I care about mine. And then <laughs> you get genuine effort from them. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah. You know, and,
2: and not, you know, yeah, we, I mean, we all affect, you know, people have good days and bad
1: days. Amen to that. Okay. Well put. <laughs> yeah. Well put. I, have you met my brother Artemis?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know how that is. You know,
1: <laughs> he's, he, and he would say the same about me. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, wow. Um, Any other tips?
2: Let's see. Um, I think, well, I've never been much of a sleeper. I don't know if I would really recommend that tip oh, to people. Are, so, are you, to, you know, just take, th- take that one. <laughs> you,
1: can, I, can I ask, how many hours of sleep do you get on average in uh, a 24-hour cycle?
2: Probably like five. Five? five? Maybe six. Wow.
1: Maybe Six. Six. six, six. 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 Yeah. Oh, wow. High bar Six. Five, five is the the off the cuff answers. High bar six. That's. So I mean, sometimes it's four and three. Uh,
2: no. No. Uh, I mean, now and again, and sometimes it's eight.
1: Oh, okay. You know. Okay, so, so you, so are, you a, are actually a human. Okay. <laughs> I was starting to we had to wonder there. Um, so wow, that's a that's a unique superpower that you get. There. Yeah. Or just stubbornness. It might just be a unique stubbornness. <laughs> a unique stubbornness. That's a superpower. I like to think that, like, everyone's like, oh, Batman doesn't have, like, superpowers. I'm like, dude, you, you don't think, like, that much, like, determination and willpower is, like, normal? Really? You think that's, oh, that's not a superpower. Dude's... So, you're kind of like Batman. Enough. Fair enough. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> um,
2: and then, I'm trying to think of... What can I share about getting more out of time? Um, well, I mean, so one of the forms I studied for many years is contact improvisation. You mentioned that. Yeah, and, and contact improvisation, I would say that a big part of the practice is, is the art of noticing or paying attention to— sometimes it's a shared point of contact between two people. Sometimes it's kind of a field of experience or a sense of weight— uh, but but you know, I think through that maybe that maybe I'm I'm speculating, but maybe that uh, you know creates just more sense of being able to get things done. I'm not sure about that. I
1: th- I, th- I think, <laughs> I, think I, can, I know what you're saying because like like sometimes you you kind of the things that you know very well deep in your body you can like feel a metaphor in like the larger way the universe works. Yeah. And everybody's trying to, like, read the same universe with, like, the experiences they have. And because you have the experience of, like, leaning into somebody and then, like, kind of, like, probably uh, there's a bit of surrender and at the same time support that you're, like, giving back to them where you have to find their, like, the middle ground of your, your mutual equilibrium point and, like, move on that axis. And so you probably, once you've moved around people physically in that way, that might be a good way to, like, learn how to manipulate your own place in the universe.
2: Well, and I think... As you're you're talking, Bartleby, I'm thinking about also just the shared experience of not knowing, right? Because contact improvisation is a, it's a form, it's an improvisational form, right? And so sometimes I feel like people create a lot of resistance around not knowing. You know, it's like, like there's like a fear and a sense of like, I have to define things. And I think because of that, it's like, to me, that's kind of an inaccurate experience of the universe that that things are... Oh, yeah, people defined. go in with prejudice all the time. <laughs> you know, and, and so I think, like, through that, people also really kind of limit their scope of what what the world is. You know, and again, kind of what we were talking about earlier through kind of creating, like, fear-based... Uh, response systems that are also disassociative in nature in some way. I don't know. I'm going to say
1: this, um, because we've been doing some episodes lately on, like, how to live a more magical life. And so I'm going to include you in some of the expertise of that, right? Okay. I'm going to umbrella that theme into this episode. And, And from there, one of the things we were getting at is, like, how the first rule of improv is, like, not just, like, a way to, like, like do a skit, but it's a way to like move through moments. Is to figure out how to not close off that moment, but also you don't have to give in to what the person's telling you the moment is. You can transform that moment with what you've got. And and you're talking about like all sorts of emotional awarenesses that I think in general we can encourage everyone to like you know, do a little bit of theater in your life because the number one fear I hear is people being afraid to do like public speaking and mm. stuff like that. And I'm like, guys really not as bad as you think and and if you just like, just did a little bit of theater camp even at any age you could probably get yourself into a more emotionally um, honest space where then you can then because that's the thing if you're not being honest that's the thing you were just saying like like if you're not being real with yourself then you can't actually like bring yourself to anything right right because you're bringing the something else to the yeah, I lo- I well, love that you, ins- you 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 do that.
2: And so much energy goes into negating parts of ourselves. I oh, think gosh. sometimes. Yeah. And so actually, I think by by kind of accepting that, and y- you actually free up a lot of energy. Sel- you know? Self
1: self forgiveness is the first step to like a lot of oh, I like, just be I'm me and then be you and. And then we'll love you more for it because the parts that your friends already love will be like, wow, I didn't know they had that much in them. (laughs) And maybe you'll still get a good night's sleep. (laughs) Probably so. Okay, I want to ask a question. Okay. Did you always not sleep that much, or did you have some sort of crazy spiritual awakening moment where you, like, now we're running off of some sort of super, like, hyper fuel coming from deep in your cells that are like, no, do not sleep. The moment is now.
2: No, no. I, my whole childhood, I, I mean, as far as I can, you know, remember, I, especially once I started, once I learned to read, which was pretty young, I would stay up all night reading. Okay, like on that. the regular. I was gonna ask you if this
1: was like throwing your parents <laughs> off, but now that I know that you were just nerding out with books, they they didn't notice probably. That
2: I mean, maybe once I was a teenager, was, you know, there was more of the throwing my parents off. But... Oh, but that's what all the teenagers <laughs> yeah, are doing. Exactly, that's like the
1: purpose of a teenager. Yeah, <laughs> that's like there's a karmic like contract for every teenager and parent that they're gonna be here. To test that parent's ego exactly as it needs to be tested and broken. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Now, my, my, this is, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but it's, it's sort of funny. My, I would stay up all night reading, which would make my stepfather at the time really mad. And he would turn off the circuit breaker to my room. Um, oh. <laughs> so I'd have to stop reading. And I'd wow. like, wow. I'd like wait and get upstairs. Wow, and like, rebel, shit, rebel. <laughs> I know to turn it back on. Anyway.
1: Oh, my gosh. Commitment to... Yeah, he heard yeah. the fridge turn on when you did that. You know that, right? Like No, I guess it was just the room. Just the room. Just yeah, the room. Okay. Just yeah. the
2: one circuit. He yeah. still had electricity. He just <laughs> yeah.
1: stole it from you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, but, but you would not be stopped.
2: No. That's as awesome. a determined reader, as a young person. Okay, yeah, because
1: you had to absorb all this information because you're going to be knowing all this stuff yeah. to apply to all of the amazing things that you make.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, I think for... I mean, still, right, the power of stories to, I don't know, to engage the imagination also is so uh, uh, deeply deep committed. Deep. As what kind child. of books
1: were you reading?
2: Um, like Fantasy, mystery books. I mean, I love to read, so yeah, yeah. I would also, like, Like, when I was 12, I read The World According to Garp just because it was, like, a big book at the library. Oh,
1: wow. (laughs) You're like, I'm going to conquer that
2: Yeah. (laughs) So there was just some, like... (laughs) Heavy
1: topic book.
2: It was. I I definitely... There were things I didn't really understand as I was reading them. But,
1: you know. Yeah, I saw the movie. I didn't Uh read the book. Just saw the movie. And even then, it was kind of like, whoa, what's going on? This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. My 12-year-old mind was... Had had a lot to imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had to stretch some concepts out to make sense uh-huh. in there. That's really funny what happens when kids are like, okay, I have no idea what this innuendo is implying, but I'll just imagine the most absurd thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, I have a theory that when people have dreams of their future and they're a little kid, but they're dreaming of their future and they're like, wow, it's like dinosaurs fighting, but it really had to do with a the relationship they were in the future I and mean, they mm-hmm. couldn't understand it because it was too emotionally complex. So they just re- woke up with dinosaurs fighting.
2: I like that. Yeah, like that, that. that makes sense. Yeah. Do you think that dreams are kind of ways that we experience facets of our being at different points in time? Is that what you're speculating on? I think there's a category
1: of dreams that can do that. Uh. Because at least we had a déjà vu episode, we talked about this. Oh, and cool. in the déjà vu episode, we, we were talking about the case, it's, I think it's called like déjà rêvé, where it's like you remember your dream that you had. And I think that like when you, sometimes because it's really specific details that people can experience, like just oh, I know it's coming up. And like, predict the moments coming ahead when you there's like extended déjà vu, but then again, like there's dreams that just don't make any sense, and they can't make sense because they're like, you know, like Jungian metaphors. But some of those Jungian metaphors might be for real things in the future. I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's at least the running theory on. I think one of our least listened to episodes, so I'm glad we're repeating it on this one. So. Me too. Yeah, that's a good one to put out there. <laughs> Everyone should go back and listen to déjà vu if you missed it. Not a bad episode. So yeah, um, I guess I was thinking we could wrap it up because okay. it's about the length of an episode. Oh well, then
2: yeah. I mean, clearly we could talk all all day. Broadly, well, I want to have but... you back, and so
1: I actually had an idea before I wrap it up. I have a really good idea. <laughs> okay. I was thinking. That what what if like we could like you could be like maybe an investigator for the kinetic paranormal society and we could give you uh-huh. like at least we're gonna like start interviewing people to like be like investigators on the streets looking for in- paranormal things to report back on like like junior investigators okay and, and the thing uh, is yes so uh, we have to come <laughs> up with like a paranormal assignment. For you. Okay. Then, I've always wanted to be back. an investigator. Oh, oh so awesome. this is perfect. This is oh, awesome. Okay. So, I can make
2: a sign. I'm going to make a sign.
1: A sign? Oh, I went, to, <laughs> I went to the fairy festival with a badge that said um, Funny Walk Inspector. And, oh. And it was one of the best <laughs> things I ever did with my life. I would highly recommend that you consider um, making a badge.
2: Badge, you're right. A badge is like a small
1: sign. Maybe we can get you if you <laughs> want, we can make you one that says like KPS junior investigator. But before we do it, we're gonna have to test out your, your uh, ability. We're gonna give you an assignment, okay? Um, I can't think of an assignment right now, so maybe we have to like send it to you like after the show, okay? And then you come back. Does that sound unless you got something you've been wanting to investigate? Is there something <sighs> you're in the besides time bending or including time? Bending? I'm right. not gonna exclude that.
2: Um, I think. Oh, gosh. I feel like we should think about it. But the, the thing that comes to mind right now is is, uh, is like friendship, something about friendship.
1: Oh, my favorite moral of every story is that it was the friends we made along the way was the real, like, heart of the story. And that's why I often think that, like, the real paranormal investigation is investigating how people became friends and the coincidences
0: mm-hmm. that go
1: into friendships. Right. Because it's not like – like, it it really – I think Humboldt County really brings it out in people. There's not a lot of people here. So if you run into any human beings, you're like, oh, this must be meant to be. It's destiny because there's another human at all. So that could be a thing there. That's why I hang out here so much is because it's just a magical place in your dimension. And also, it's really hard for me as a sock to get a footing in your dimension. But um, nonetheless, uh, oh, that was a pun. Oh, yeah, totally. So anyways, um, thanks for coming. We're going to send you some homework. We're going to have you back real soon. And you can report back to us on the topic of something to do with friendships.
2: Yeah, I'll think about
1: it more, too. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll develop. We'll, we'll, we'll do a series of emails and messagings, and we'll develop uh, this assignment for you. And then you get to come back with whatever you've researched and understood and found out for us. This is going to be awesome. Okay, so, um, wow. Thank you all so much. I, I, I'm Barnaby Nihai, and I've been here with Leslie Castellano. Is that how you say it? Castellano, yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, and Metacosmos is produced in association with Humble Hot Air at humblehotair.org. And you should listen to that anytime you want to live stream some music or some cool conversations like this one. Uh, you can find more about the Kinetic Paranormal Society at kineticparanormalsociety.com. And you can check out our episodes, our other podcasts, more about our other cool stuff we do. You can even, like, leave us a message and, like, we'll talk about it on the show. Yeah! So, you can also listen to other work by our producer, Isaac Bluefoot. Uh, he does Superman, Son of The Unauthorized Biography of Clark Kent. And Omen Quest Cards. You should get a deck of omen Quest Cards at omenQuestcards.com, And hopefully the website works, and if it doesn't, let us know. Okay, so you guys have a good one out there, oh, and you can always, like, the, you know, contribute like the other amazing people who contribute to this production at patreon.com slash bluefoot because we really love them, and they make this all possible. And I love them, and I love all of you. Even if you don't contribute, I totally love you. I love you too, Leslie. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Thanks, Barnaby. <laughs> this has been so good.
2: Well, bye, guys. Bye. I love you.
1: Okay, I'm going to go see if we can find Artemis. He's got it. I bet he's on the other side of the door listening. Uh Uh-oh.
0: Artemis! Huh!